Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today, for the first time in human history, we have more overweight people walking the earth than underweight. By the year 2030, one in two people are going to be not just overweight, but obese. It sets the stage for all the bad things you don't want to get. Alzheimer's, heart disease, diabetes, obesity, cancer. Cancer is caused by food, and sugar is the number one culprit. I want to feel better now. I want to stop getting this chronic fatigue. I want to get my mental health back in shape. I want my sleep to be good. Some people come at it for, from like, my skin is bad. I want to get my skin better. Other people come at it from, I'm having hormonal issues like PCOS, erectile dysfunction, whatever. They get to glucose. They study that, and weight loss is a nice consequence. Fructose says don't burn fat. Fructose tells your body winter's coming. Get ready. We've also seen that a high sugar bolus can reduce testosterone by about 25%, which also persists. And by and large, people are being taken down by these kinds of diseases that are, that are essentially driven by being undernourished and overfed. These people with the obesity, the diabetes, the hypertension, the dyslipidemia, and all the downstream issues, the coronary artery disease, the Alzheimer's, the cancer, and again, type 2 diabetes, are the consequence. Added sugar is insidious today. It's in everything. It's in, it's in sauces. It's in coffee beverages. Coffee chains, for a cup of coffee, we end up drinking uh, dessert. And it causes what is called insulin resistance, meaning that insulin doesn't work as well in your body through a number of mechanisms. So that's the dirty secret of fructose that the industry didn't want us to know about. Now it's been called out. So, so now we're seeing one in two Americans suffer from either pre-diabetes or type two, or type two diabetes, and and that is when you eat too much sugar and starch. And every time you do that, it raises your insulin. Your body becomes resistant to the insulin, and so it doesn't work as well. So you need more insulin. And insulin does what? Insulin makes you hungry. It makes you store belly fat. It locks the fat in the fat cells, and it slows your metabolism. It's like a quadruple bad. threat for your body to gain weight. It's the big killers are now, by sugar and food. Yes. yes. So if you change your diet, you should be able to cure, prevent, prevent or cure sometimes. Alzheimer's? 100%. Yes, 100%. I mean, the studies are there. It's crazy. Even people already have Alzheimer's when they improve their diet, they can wake they up more functionality. Yeah. By the year 2030, one in two people are gonna be not just overweight, but obese, are ultra, ultra processed food products. 
that by and large we overconsume today. Your average American today derives 60% of their calories from ultra-processed foods. These are the foods that line our supermarket aisles. Our supermarkets tend to be designed the same way. It's the, the perishable fresh food that tend to be around the perimeter. The aisles have all the shelf-stable convenience foods that are minimally satiating, highly calorically dense, and hyper-palatable. So those three factors make those kinds of foods, particularly when they're all you have access to, a recipe for disaster. Consuming a high-sugar bolus can also elevate your blood pressure, which we know is a risk factor for neurodegeneration. Um, we've seen that one high-sugar bolus, about 75 grams uh, of sugar, can cause your systolic blood pressure to elevate for two hours. We've also seen that a high-sugar bolus can reduce testosterone by about 25%, which also persists for two hours. Yeah. Why? Any guesses why we'd have an evolutionary response to sugar that lowers our testosterone? That's a good question. There's no, a hunter-gatherer would have never had access to that kind of rapidly digested sugar deluge, right? Because we would have had fruit, and our fruit as hunter-gatherers would have been a fraction as sweet as they are today. But the notion of fruit juice, or a sugary, high 75-gram glucose beverage, for example, didn't exist. Um, so I think what it does is it sends our body into a stress state. Um, and so that's, I think, one of the reasons why we see the elevation of blood pressure, and I would also assume because stress can reduce testosterone. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, we are seeing a decline in testosterone. Are we, I've always assumed that's multifactorial, that's poor diet, that's adding on weight. All of the above, but as I mentioned, in that study where they saw a 25% reduction in testosterone, they used a 75 gram sugar bolus, right? Mm -hmm. As I mentioned, your average adult today consumes 77 grams of added sugar every single day. So they're consuming that every day. So yeah, the added the added sugar thing, I think, is uh, it's a problem. Now again, if you have a big calorie budget, if you're a bodybuilder, if you're um, you know, if you're if you're burning an uh, uh, an intense amount of calories on a daily basis, you do have a, a discretionary caloric budget. But for your average person, again, today your average person is, is overweight, bordering on obesity, um, has some component of metabolic illness, glucose dysregulation. I would say that being being a sleuth and being able to identify added sugar and then and then cut that out, um, or at least minimize your your consumption of it, I think you'd be doing your health major favors. You're probably on a sugar addiction roller coaster every single day of your life. If you've been on this glucose addiction for a long time, your body will take a week, two weeks to be able to switch over to burning fat, and that two weeks is really painful, mm -hmm. right? Most people eat starches and sugars for breakfast. Then maybe they buy a muffin or a pastry or a croissant or, you know, something like that. Or maybe they just have a coffee with sugar in it. The thing is, if you create a big glucose spike at breakfast, it actually controls your entire day. Your entire day turns into this roller coaster. And if you've never had a savory breakfast and you've spent your entire life having a sweet breakfast, you have no idea how much of a different world it is when you start your day with savory foods. You teach your body to burn fat again, you get back some of that metabolic flexibility, and then, you know, a month in, if you want to cut out sugar entirely, it's not going to be hard. You're no longer going to be controlled by this craving center being activated every 90 minutes in your brain. It's a very different experience. Eat your protein, maybe a little bit of fat, eat in the right order, you're adding in some vinegar. Add vegetables to the beginning of your meal too. And all of the benefits from your protocol, that, it really is that. If we look at our glucose levels and we eat in a way that balances those spikes, a few things happen. One, we reduce how many cravings we have. Cravings are a big barrier to fat loss because people 
get these intense feelings oh I really want to eat a cookie then there's a whole cycle of guilt and shame and just the whole thing is like quite damaging second when you balance your glucose levels your hunger hormones get tamed so you're no longer hungry every 90 minutes third thing when you balance your glucose levels your insulin levels come down and in order to lose fat your insulin levels have to be down so what I see in my community and the readers of my book is that when they focus on glucose first, they sort of naturally lose fat as a side effect, as a consequence. But the primary objective is, I want to feel better now. I want to stop getting this chronic fatigue. I want to get my mental health back in shape. I want my sleep to be good. I just want to feel better. And also, I want to feel connected to my body. That's really the primary angle. Some people come at it for, from like, my skin is bad. I want to get my skin better. Other people come at it from... I'm having hormonal issues like PCOS, erectile dysfunction, whatever. They get to glucose, they study that, and weight loss is a nice consequence. So many people with borderline diabetes or frank diabetes, mild elevation of blood sugar, or can't lose that last 20 pounds, and they're doing everything they possibly can. Darn it, I'm doing everything I can. There's got to be something else. This may be that something else, maybe that missing link. 